Paul, how would you die in the West? Um, one of my many diseases. One of your many problems that they would have trouble treating <laughs> with horse kicks. That would genuinely be untreatable. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> 200 years ago. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that human civilization has advanced to such a point that it's finally able to keep me alive. <laughs> Well done. They managed to sneak various vegetables into your pizzas. <laughs> to inject them in there so that I could get just <laughs> barely enough nutrients to be able to open my eyes each morning. That's, that's where Western civilization has gotten to. And I think that's really the pinnacle. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, if they can prop you open in the morning, you just need to get those films into you. And then that will sustain you for just another day. It's such a sweet spot. It's just the point in which they're able to cure enough of the problems within my body to keep me alive. Versus the point when society progresses to the stage where my attitudes towards my own well-being are considered so problematic that I am in need of being shot into space. So I'm just there in between the two, really. Yeah, and I'm very fortunate for that. And I think the listeners at home are too. (laughs) As evidenced here. that knows exactly where its sheep are. Down at OGT Farms in North Southborough. Buffest pigs in Tunbridge. Fuck yeah, it's horrible there. Don't look them in the eye. Don't look them in the eye. Not that. Don't look anyone in the eye in Tunbridge. <laughs> not unless you want your skin grafted. <laughs> I'm Paul Skin Graft. I'm not sure you're the real Paul Salt. Uh-oh. There's only one way to find out. It's time for another Defense of episode. Yeah. And what better time than March 2021 to review a film we've honestly considered doing since the beginning of the podcast, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. Been in there. Good old, good old m- Marchy Monthy, as <laughs> I used to say. You know, January is where you come up with all your new dreams and plans. February is where they all fail miserably. And you then March them. is where yeah. you get round to that fucking thing you didn't really want to do, but you have to do anyway. And you've been, it's been on the list for years. You got to Couldn't think of anything better, yeah. Buff out the cabinets because you can't buff out your gut. Yeah. Shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot this out the back of your head and something else will probably come in. <laughs> Definitely. It'll free up room for Andrea Riseborough to get in there. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> shit. And Bra- Brandon Cronenberg. <laughs> he lives in there rent free as the millennials say but he literally does is the problem <laughs> shoes in there right now just one of them he God. leaves it there every day because i asked him not to i was cooking a pie in there again <clears throat> we are going to attempt a rousing defense of seth MacFarlane's 2014 comedy western a million ways to die in the west yeah come at us <laughs> this film was all right <laughs> fuck yeah i don't care who knows it it's all right <laughs> The American West is a terrible place in time. Everything out here that's not you wants to kill you. Angry drunk people, hungry animals, outlaws. Oh, the doctor. I couldn't save her. She had a splinter. Doc, what the hell were you supposed to do? The second film of Family Guy and American Dad creator McFarlane after 2012's Ted. And his second to last film to dead just before... To dead. (laughs) And his second to last film to date just before 2015's Ted 2. Also... As well. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just a, a, a big old western slab in a Ted sandwich. Sounds quite nice when you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Mm. I a sandwich made out of teddy bears. Big old western Anthropomorphic slab, feeling teddy bears. Fuck yeah. Giovanni Rabisi is all over that. <laughs> he's got all over it. He's every every layer. Him, every part of him is in is on it and in it. It's, it's <laughs> dreadful. And yet it is Ted 3 and it's coming to cinemas in a 
convenient time for you. Ted three Giovanni Ribisi all up in there every layer. It's a long, <laughs> long and wieldy title. But <laughs> you have to Seth say it McFarlane, all when you ask for yeah, it. Yeah, he wanted to die on that hill. He did actually die on a hill, <laughs> shouting about this title. Yeah, you can't really ch- turn him down after that. He survived nine eleven. You know what? What more can you do? Uh, the film was received by critics like the sudden appearance of Bill Mayer. Ugh. <laughs> oh God. Shit. This is stretched. Oh Christ. Uh, one of my favourite film critics, in fact, Anthony Lane at the New Yorker. He reviews Ooh. like five movies a year, and he's great. Well, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> he doesn't need to act. He doesn't need to critic often. He you know, descends from the hill, and he does criticise in character weirdly at all times. <laughs> uh, he says the one person who gets the balance right, weighing parody and homage, is the composer John McNeely whose opening theme stirs hopes and memories that the f- movie cannot match. And whether you agree with that or not, you can't argue that it, with its phrasing and wistful melancholy. What a critic. Oh. Peter Travers at the Rolling Stone. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, McFarlane has an eye and a feel for westerns. A bonus if you're only in it for shits and giggles. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Great. Peter, where are my shoes, Travers? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I'm inside of my shoes, Travers. <laughs> no, it's not that giant. He's tiny, that's it. Yeah, I've forgotten our law. I forgot to consult the diagram I have about the anatop- anatomical illustration of Peter Travers, film critic. Well, I think the last time we referenced this, was his, his feet had grown incredibly. Um, so Miraculously. Yeah, he's a boat shoe clown now. <laughs> he's going around kicking ass, taking names. And he's <laughs> in it for any shit and giggle you can give. Yeah. He can fit so many names care. on his shoes now. They're enormous. <laughs> Why do he ride them on his shoes? He just does. He writes, someone, he writes the names onto his shoes and then kicks the ass of the name haver. It's a horrible cyclical thing, and he leaves a little imprint of their name on their ass so that everybody knows that he's the one who kicked them. Oh, it's like Death Note. Massive sort of. feet. <laughs> if only we could figure this out. <laughs> We'd have to lay a cunning mental trap. <laughs> Him walking past in the background. Quiet. Travis is about. <laughs> oh. Well, look, the public weren't more likely to cram this into their saddlebags, but it does have some willing deputies. <laughs> Clyra Marie, over at Google, where it has an average rating of 4.3 out of 5, mm-hmm. says, I can't even begin to understand why this movie has such low ratings. I absolutely love this movie. I think that Seth MacFarlane is an absolute genius. He's like Tyler Perry, <laughs> in that he does it all. <laughs> None of that, I don't get any of that. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, Christ. How have we not skirted into Tyler Perry so far? Oh, Christ. Are we, are we, are we bad movie racists? Oh, Look. yes. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> oh, no, no. Our um, commitment, our dedication to the Eddie Murphy oeuvre, I think, exonerates us here. I'm not a racist. Some of the shittest films I've ever seen have been made by black people. <laughs> by blacks. <laughs> by blacks. Oh, God. That's like, a Se- that, that's like a Seth MacFarlane joke, but there'd be a black guy in it, so you'd know it was okay. Yeah. The film has 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 44% on Metacritic, and made about double the production budget, and so probably turned a modest profit. Woo! Yeah. Fuck everyone. Just enough to get Ted 2 made. Yeah, I haven't seen Ted 2, actually. Ted 2, Ted Talks. With a Z. Nor have I. I saw part of it. It was on at Christmas, and my sister left it on. Part of it was at Comic-Con, and it was very, very self-satisfied. <laughs> That's Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Yay! Seth MacFarlane with the face you'd love to punch. <laughs> so, Paul, you fucking pussy. Did I just say that ironically? You figure it out. I haven't thought about it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, why are we defending this? Well, it's an interesting one because yeah. I, I think we've been through Family Guy in the show before 
where yeah. I th- I am a big fan of seasons one to three, and I think everything after that is self-referential bullshit, never-ending self-referential bullshit. I I didn't mind. I, I it never gets as good as one through three. There was something so anarchic and surprising yeah. about the comedy of Family Guy one through three. Just the yeah. the little visual gags, you know, and the moments you remember, like you know him poking the crocodile and. Yeah. Things like that. It was just the, the sort of... The do not push. Yeah. There's, it's great. There's just some wonderful moments there. It continues a little for me into 4 and 5. Yeah. It doesn't get better, but it definitely gets worse. <laughs> it doesn't get to the point yeah. of 1 through 3, but it definitely... And now, what I hate most about it now is the comedy of Family Guy can no longer be described as, oh, it's just non-secretors. Like, if only that was the worst thing yeah. about it. The problem now is just the the sheer punching down of it. Yeah. Particularly along gender lines. And they're a little self-aware of it. Like, um, they, they, the, the, the vitriol they seem to have for middle-aged women is palpable if you watch a modern episode of Family Guy. And they had a moment where Lois says something about, you know, the, you know, the horror of, of being married to a middle-aged man. And Peter said, no, Griffin, this is Family Guy. We only do the guy half of the joke. Okay. And... It's kind of cute, but it's too true. <laughs> it's too yeah. true for me to find it funny because, yeah, you fucking do, and that's yeah, right. awkward. It's awkward to watch nowadays. Yeah, I, um, I, I can imagine. It's, it's a mix there. It's it's just disappointing, but it's... Was it also yeah. cancelled after season three and then brought back? Yeah, it was. There was a big gap there after the golden age. Seems to be the killer for a lot of shows. But anyway... It does. I, I, I really reluctantly watched Ted, mm. I think. And and went oh that was that was fine actually I found some of it pretty yeah, funny agreed and used Patrick Stewart very well yeah and honestly the same happened with this I thought my God there is absolutely mm. no way I'm going to watch a million ways to die in the West this looks like ter- yeah. turgid liquid poop just just yeah the trailer being slung around as a bag or attached yeah. to a, sp- a fan and and yeah. then I watched it and went that was better than I expected I actually laughed yes. I, I, I remember loving the chemistry between Seth MacFarlane and Charlize Theron. Mm. Just genuinely liking the two of them together and their comedy. And there was something really genuine about how they interacted and found each other funny, which is strange mm. for movies. Usually when a character is finding another character funny, it's not f- funny to the audience. Yeah. You just have to sort of believe that they're finding each other funny. Yeah. Whereas I, re- I remember thinking, oh, this is like a friend. This is a friend's chat and a joke that oh, I yeah. wish I was a part of. Like the men behaving um, badly sometimes. Yeah, sort, sort of. <laughs> kind of. Kind um, of, except no. That's haha, those guys are awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, ultimately my memory of this was yeah. better than I expected. Okay, that's good. I missed it at the cinema. It was when I was, um, I had a friend, my cinema buddy at the stage in 2014 oh. was um When were you going to really... tell me about this friend? <laughs> what were you doing at this stage? I think this was second time in China. At the point when I was with this particular cinema friend. Oh. And the problem was she was super flaky. We So many times we set out to go see something at the cinema and it was just like, oh, is it easier just not to? And I would not have the energy to drag her into a cinema. So it'd be like, yeah, yeah okay, let's not. <laughs> so yeah. many films got missed. Mud, my uh, second viewing of Interstellar, and this. So as you can oh. see, just classics throughout. Um, yeah. Straight shooters. <laughs> I, am, I am sorry I missed Mud. Yeah, so I ended up seeing it at the flat in Islington. I just and that was you know that was a terrible time living in Islington. So I just needed anything, anything that would just you know re- relieve me of the awfulness of that. And yeah, and yeah, I just have very positive memories of watching this and um, being absorbed. I don't think I had a time commitment on. <laughs> I don't think I needed to do anything, so the runtime did not <laughs> um, get me down, which was uh, unique to the time. 
So it was yeah. interesting to revisit this because all I remembered about it was finding it fairly well-meaning and funny. Yes. So let's see. Let's get to a plot rundown and see if it survives those two things. Okay. <sighs> One other thing on Family Guy is that <laughs> the other thing they do with their gags is that they keep saying what's going to happen and then do it. Yeah. Like, oh, here comes an Italian guy who's too in love with his phone. And then that happens. Oh, okay. Like, that's every gag now is, oh, here comes, or, oh, look, it's, and then they describe what the thing is, and then you see it, and it's... That's an even more pedestrian Ugh. version of what is the deal <laughs> with dirt. <laughs> it really is. If I can't figure it out from seeing it, then maybe there's a problem with the joke. Is that even worse than run for your wife type lampshading? Because <laughs> it, it makes you feel I, I, It's so... It means you don't have to watch yeah. it. I frequently have Family Guy on whilst I'm playing a video game. You don't have to look at the screen because the characters will tell you what's happening. It's like a radio <laughs> show. Guys, he's too into his phone. It's, uh, Brilliant. <laughs> love it. Anywho, look, we get to read a bunch. We get to read Seth MacFarlane's name a bunch of times. <laughs> yep. And it's into the story. Oh. Is that Sam Elliott speaking? Oh, no, yeah. it's not. Oh, but you said yeah. shit, though. And pussies. And... How irreverent. <laughs> Hell, this was Miss America in 1880. Holy shit. The men who were courageous and resilient were the men who prospered. But some men were just big, giant pussies. Yeah, you don't want to be one of those. A pussy. Is this a comedy? So he gets in... Uh... <laughs> it's a documentary. <laughs> about blokes. That's Sam Elliott. He commissioned it about himself. But he wouldn't be in it. <laughs> refused. He refused. Get, get, someone, get someone to do him, but it better be good. And it is. It's almost, almost... <laughs> I mean, I googled it, just to check... <laughs> I didn't. I thought, oh, I remember Patrick Stewart and Ted. Anyway, um, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane's running up to a, a showdown. And a, and a, yeah, and a... he's dressed like a kid who got to wear the best costume in the shop. <laughs> what a nice guy. Because oh. <laughs> the guy's going to kill him dead for letting his yeah. sheep run everywhere or something. Yeah, that's and His sheep do a fuck on his head, as <laughs> uh, sheep are wont to do. <laughs> and, and like a pussy, Seth MacFarlane tries to reason his way out of it. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, can't we just be friends can't we just talk this through with words like like real adults and <laughs> anyway um, here's a blowjob it... joke with our with our silhouettes yeah like adults <laughs> look at our shadows looks like our shadows are about to kiss each other look at that oh wait watch this oh my god charlie oh my god thank you so you're this is so generous of you oh wow this is what a terrific guy you are you know we barely know each other but hey when it's right it's right huh i'll give you a little tap on the hat when i'm good to go okay <laughs> <laughs> two hours you say oh wow <laughs> okay cool um <laughs> Yeah, I start to sweat profusely as uh, the, the <laughs> silence between me and Nell thickens. Yeah, the silence between me and myself was awkward enough. I didn't... <laughs> you happy now, Paul? Are you happy that you did this? Me? <laughs> I'm a doctor! God, I wish that guy would get out of my head. <laughs> um, but they, they, they do. They, they settle it like uh, adults uh, for the reason yeah. that Seth MacFarlane can just pay him the money for the damages yeah. that he caused. Um, he gets shot a bit anyway. Um, oh yeah, to, a little bit. To teach him a lesson for being such a little bitch, and little bitch. Um, yeah, and then he gets, and then he goes to his girlfriend, Amanda Siegfried, Siegfried, Amanda Siegfried and Roy, who yeah. um, says, "God damn it, you're such a little bitch," and I'm sick of this. So we <laughs> we really we can't do this. We really yeah. She we're not. She breaks anymore. up with him. She breaks up with him for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. We get introduced to the two or three jokes we're gonna get. Um, the West was dangerous. I take my life in my hands every time I walk out to my outhouse. There's fucking rattlesnakes all in the grass out there. And, and, even if I make it, you know what can kill me? Cholera. You know cholera? It's the black shit. The black shit. The latest offering in the Frontiers Disease of the Month Club. That's the yeah. titular joke, and they tie it back to that now and then. 
Yep. Modern stoner vernacular and swearing in an old-timey setting. Yep. Let's get fucked up. Yeah. This is a pot. This is a pot cookie, isn't it? You're, you're offering. No, 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 thank. No, I don't do well with that stuff it's at all. It's a pot cookie. Yeah, I know. No, thank you. No. Do no, no. a little bit with that, me. My worst fear is to OD on a recreational drug. But no, he shoots me in the fucking leg. Pussies. And just some good old sex and gross-out jokes. Yeah. Oh, your, your breath is up. Ooh, ooh. I had to give a blowjob. Oh, it's okay. Like this one man wanted me to smoke a cigar and then ash on his balls while I'm jerking him off, and I'm like, what? Can I do all that? Like Giovanni Rabisi's girlfriend is an old-timey whore. Yeah, and there's a lot of gross stuff around that that we can enjoy. Yeah, but they haven't had sex because they're Christians and they believe in pre- uh, they don't believe in premarital sex. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there's a good sort of dissonance there. Um, <laughs> the West is very, very dangerous. Lots of people It's die. very, very idiosyncratic. <laughs> <laughs> it was said all the time at the time. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot to do with this. But look, Seth MacFarlane is, is distraught. He doesn't have an Amanda Siegfried and Roy. And <laughs> without her, the West is just a vile, bubbling cesspit of violence and hate. And there's nothing for him here. Cut to Liam Neeson. Yeah, there's no one for him yeah. to go and complain to, <laughs> which is what the only context in which we see them bond. There's just no one to listen yeah. to him whine, apart from Giovanni Rabisi and Silver Silverman. So we've got to rectify that. No one who listened to him whine, but also, also has tits, also that he can touch. <laughs> also that he can and touch. And like without pain. Crucial part of it. It's no good otherwise. No. So, um, oh no, bad guys, as you say, yeah. Liam Neeson and Charlize Theron. Yeah. Uh, Robin kill an old fella, yeah. but Ferran doesn't like being a bad guy or an old fella. No. So, um, or Liam Neeson. Yeah, they're falling out. Or Liam Neeson. Yeah. She really doesn't want it, although she is kind of. Yeah. But, but he's less racist. Less. But she... So yeah. Um, <laughs> after that, Liam Neeson goes off to do things um, adjacent to the plot, and whilst that's happening, Charlize <laughs> Theron and dude I recognise from various like Brooklyn movies. Have to go Flat to Flatface Man. Flatface Man. That's his name. <laughs> Flatface Barry. <laughs> uh, you, Flatface yeah. Barry. They get sent wife. to. They get sent to Seth MacFarlane's small town because there's nowhere easier to lay low and blend in than a small tiny, town. Tiny town where everybody knows your name. Cheers. Yeah, but she's really got to go because ultimately she's got to fall in love with Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Hey, is it too late to die like the old guy? <laughs> Such is the fate of the attractive lady in a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I get Adam Sandler vibes, and um, we move on. Oh, look, stick hoops. They're just like phones. Yeah. Man, I see kids everywhere with those stick hoops lately. Oh, me too. It's got to be bad for their brains, right? Yeah, it, it stunts their attention span. I read an article in the paper. Yeah, I saw that. It's like they lose the power to innovate because they're staring at the stick hoop all day. Yep. Well, that was a good... <laughs> that was a defense of millennials, actually. So um, that was that made me feel good. It <laughs> um... <laughs> made me feel vindicated. <laughs> and I, I went back to sleep, so... Yeah, Seyfried is now dating Neil Patrick Harris for less ob- um, less obvious reasons. He's got a mustache, and it makes him great. He's got a mustache and a functional business as a mustache operator. Yeah. Ferron comes in, and um, there's a bar fight, yeah. and McFarlane nobly rescues her from being vaguely near a table that gets crushed. Thank God. Look, he has no depth perception <laughs> to do with <laughs> he his He had no face. idea. She was outside. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So he, he saves Charlie's Theron, kind of, and they decide to hang out. And he moans a whole fucking bunch. He really moans. He does. And she says the line, Sometimes a girl has to get a few assholes out of her system before she realizes what a good guy looks like. Which is a guy, a line that a guy wrote, the Ferron says. A guy definitely wrote that. I wrote that when I was 16. Yeah. Some, some <laughs> women would probably write that. 
If you put a million women in a room <laughs> with a million and one, you know with, a, with 999,999 <laughs> typewriters. You put a million, a million women in a fucking room, eventually one of them will write something that sounds like Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> but it would be purely by accident. It wouldn't be due to any other relatable factors. Yeah. So look, they go to a fair together, and Principal Spelding is there. <laughs> so Christ. it's a, a hellish, hellish encounter for all a Hellish of them. reflection on my childhood. Um, because she's her, the plan is for her, for her as a smoking hot babe to turn up as his new girlfriend, uh, Seth MacFarlane. That is. Oh, that's um, yeah. She agrees. Yes, yeah. she consents. Well, to she this. suggests it. If anything, this is a good use of my yeah. time. Uh, what are uh, splitting hairs over the semantics of their plan setup? <laughs> I, I agree. Oh, sure, Shelley's for on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Consenting to the, to doing this. You you you've got to you got to assume that she's getting paid millions of dollars to do this and. Um, <laughs> It's probably an okay way to spend the time. It probably was a good weekend. So there's going to be a duel. It's going to be a duel. Because mustaches is um is being antagonist, tank, anti, antagonistic. Antagonistic. He's, he's tanking his Antank- way through Antagonistic. And they're going to Anchorage. Yeah. And there's going to be a training montage there where they're going to grow closer and then have pop brownies like the nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, and then the next bit. I just have jokes, literally. Like the, the oh, black guys like big butts. Yeah. I think they riff on that for a bit. Yeah. I like your bustle, by the way. Oh, yeah. I really love that the most alluring fashion statement a woman can make today is to simulate a fat ass. That is a simulation of a fat ass Thank right you. there. If I was a black guy, this is the meanest trick you could play on me. <laughs> because I because I'd be like, oh my god, look, there's a fat ass, my favorite. And then I'd lift it up and I'd be like, ah oh, shit, it's a big joke. I know, exactly. Because look, when you lift it up, there's nothing but a metal cage under there. A while. Some other stuff. So it's not that mysterious how it's got to be two hours long. No, although there is there is a, a bigger reason for it coming up. Um, <laughs> well, there's a musical number. You may not have the looks, you may not have the dash, but you'll win yourself a girl if you've only got a mustache, a mustache, a mustache, if you've only got a mustache. <laughs> uh, which is bound to be a classic, just like all the ones from Family all Guy. The ones from like Family Guy that I hate. <laughs> Every time a big well, band starts up. And I just groan <laughs> in pain, anticipated pain at the f- next five minutes of Look, my life. It's wasted. It's funny because of how much work went into it. Mm. Now, Femin insults Seyfried for not being smart enough to realise how great Seth MacFarlane is. God, he's good. He's a great guy. He wrote this, you know. Nice guys finished last, hey. Oh, man, definitely. It's the only reason. Explains um, why this film was so badly reviewed. But uh-oh, Doc Brown! That's so random, and I think that's a thing I know. <laughs> I think that's a thing I know. I don't know. Phone. Phone is I don't know. I'm waiting for Seth MacFarlane to tell me. So we get to the duel. <laughs> yeah. And she's poisoned Neil Patrick Harris' drink, so he's all shitty. Yeah. In what the Netflix subtitles described as diuretic farting. <laughs> diuretic? <laughs> diuretic is an adjective. <laughs> I thought diuretic just meant something else, but maybe not. Oh, you mean a thing that makes you shit? Yeah. Unless the farts were somehow making him poop himself. Hmm. Yeah. I, I have taken issue with a lot of Netflix's use of words when it comes to their... Their version of top voted tags. Um, you know, when it, it shows you the different films and it gives you adjectives to tell you what kind of film this yeah. is going to be. And it's like forceful, <laughs> genuine, <laughs> snazzy. A diuretic is any substance that promotes diuresis, the increased production of urine. Yeah. Is he farting urine out of his butt, Netflix? Netflix? <laughs> Somebody write to Netflix and ask if, he's, if Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> is farting urine out of his butt. Sorry, we can't hear you over the sound of us smashing shows with a hammer. Cancelled. <laughs> I 
door still open. This is popular. Bang. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, look. McFarlane gets to do a great big nice guy speech about what a bitch Seyfried is. You know, I really do care about you. But, I don't know, somewhere along the line, I guess I just forgot that a relationship is a two-way street. And I've been reminded recently of what it's like to have somebody care about me. And I like it. So, if you want to spend the rest of your life with a pussy full of hair, I say, go with God and best of luck to you. Yay! And I'm glad he's also realizing how great Seth MacFarlane is. Yeah. He's on his way. He's on his way to the the ultimate lesson of the film. But, oh no! Liam Neeson's here to get in the way of that. And he knows that somebody kissed Farron. Kissed his Farron. (laughs) So he shoots Ryan Reynolds and goes off for no reason. Farron gets the better of him. And then leaves without killing him for no reason. Puts puts the flower in his butt. And, Flower um, in his butt, yeah. not a bullet in his brain. Yeah, and could, uh, could consequently, the movie will go on for longer. Yeah, because Seth MacFarlane has gone. Mm. He's gone. With, goes with the Indians now. He runs away. Well, he runs away because look, Ferron comes to warn him, and so he advises the incredibly capable and great shot woman to run away so that he can uh, distract him for long enough for him to get away. Yeah, well, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he sees a sheep's penis, even though none of them are rams, and it pees in his face. Fucking love that shit, dude. Ugh. Maybe he's such a bad sheep farmer that one of them was a ram, and that was the joke, and <laughs> there was subtext there, Paul. And you didn't take the time to think that through. You were just waiting for <laughs> Seth MacFarlane to tell you what the joke was, Paul, because that's how Look, you like I'm not jokes. here. I'm not here to explain what should or should not have a penis. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy it when it pisses into Seth MacFarlane's face. <laughs> it's time for the final showdown, but he gets away. And there's another 40 minutes left, huh? Uh, Good stuff. He's Wes Studi. He's with Wes Studi in his <laughs> second Defense of episode. <laughs> Yeah. Good Tooman. Fucking watch it, Wes. Watch it, Wes. But you're the good kind of Tooman, I guess. Yeah. So McFarlane takes some drugs that lets him squeeze in some gags he didn't fit in elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> hey, remember the mustache song? What? Way funnier when it's CGI sheeps performing it. And they've all got cocks. And they all piss. as a sort of fountain piss. effect. Um, oh. oh God, well, anyway. Man. That's the end of that. Back to the showdown. Is that a fucking Tiny Town reference? It's about I some little cowboys. refuse to know. <laughs> But look, thanks to his spiritual epiphany, he realizes that he needs to go back and fight Liam Neeson. Yeah, definitely necessary. All of it. Yeah, and he he does. Um, he, they they go for it. <laughs> yeah. They go for the showdown, and he says, "You know what? I will. I will do the pistols at dawn thing that cowboys do. I can't remember the name. Yeah. I'm kind of flustered." And uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson says something in you know some sort of foreign language. I can't make it out. And um, yeah. And then Seth MacFarlane. Well. This whole, there's this whole idea that Liam Neeson shoots on two. Yeah. He counts the. Th- he says we're going to shoot on three, and he shoots on two because he's the bad guy. <laughs> Did it to that old man, and um, and then Charlie's Theron sort of says he always does it. So Charlie Ferron, she warns him, and so he shoots him on one, and with shoots a him on poison one. bullet, so it gets yeah. him. Yeah. And uh, Ferron remembers that she can fight, and uh, beats up the two henchmen, and then goes to kiss her great guy. The nicest guy in town. Nicest guy, and Amanda Seyfried wants him back now, but he's too fucking awesome for that shit, so you get fucked. Yeah. Go fuck and, yourself, uh... Uh, Amanda Seyfried, you weird-looking <laughs> person. <laughs> Sarah Silverman gets to be the last person to say fuck, and the movie ends. Oh, Django shows up. Oh, that makes some of the earlier gags all right, I think. The end. Cool. Well, Ewan McGregor was in there. What? Oh. That's weird. I don't like it. So, Paul, what mm. did you make of your second, second viewing of... um? <laughs> <laughs> this movie we're defending, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, God. Well, I could sum up everything in uh, six lines, Paul. That's what I wrote Let's have when it. I sat down to summarise it. And I found once I did that, <laughs> it was perfect. I didn't need to do any more. Christ, that's ideal. Because that's exactly what I want you to do. Seth MacFarlane and Charlize Theron have good chemistry. Um, I really think Charlize Theron deserves recognition for creating that in literally every role she's ever been in. Yes. When the jokes do work, they're silly and it's good. 
mm-hmm. there's a very for me there's a 50 50 ratio of jokes that work and jokes that don't and every, okay. there's a joke every 10 seconds a third of the yes. jokes are just fart and squirt sounds yep and it's too long you could really just cut yeah. the native american scene and, yep. and, he, and he has his the realization that he could be smart instead of tough uh, like that song yeah uh blue suede shoes <laughs> that's all that matters yeah okay Oh and oh and uh, it's the verdict was it's still better than I expected. <laughs> okay, one more thing about Family Guy. No, I'm just like, <laughs> um, I guess it's a little less than fifty-fifty for me. It's a yeah. bit lazier than I remember. Okay, I'm not too fond of juxtaposition humor. It reminds me of. Do you okay. remember Your Highness, where the whole movie yes. was what if fantasy setting, but people say things like "Let's get fucked up." Yeah. Okay. It's 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 not enough for me to see a cowboy say "sona" stuff and swear. Also, cutaways and crowd shots don't lend themselves to big widescreen imagery. It, it always felt a little awkward when it did it. Yes. As all TV humor usually does. Mm. But there are gags I like. There are gags I, li- gags I like and gads I like. There was a Josh Gad, Gad was like. amazing in this. He was in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. You could barely see him. So I liked it. I like that. Gags. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like McFarlane and Farron together. Again, full credit to Charlie's Farron for building up that chemistry. I prefer them when they're not being funny, weirdly. I like it when they're communicating earnestly. Yeah, okay. But the overall heart of the movie, I did feel to be a little adolescent, as I've somewhat saucily um, hinted at. <laughs> somewhat saucily smashed in my face with a hammer. <laughs> Take that, you bitch. Woohoo! Coquettish. Yeah, you know, sensitive but scrawny and awkward guy gets dumped for someone more ambitious and yeah, less yeah. whiny and awful. And gradually she learns the error of her ways. Only yeah. now she can't have him because the hottest girl in school has dumped her jock boyfriend just for him. Yeah. You know, I'd have written this movie at 16. <laughs> and it's too long. But it doesn't feel long when it focuses on a premise. Like, hey, these two are going to train to be gunfighters to get yeah. out in the wilderness. Or we're, we're, we're going to build towards something. Then I'm kind of invested. So overall, yeah. I'd say, yeah, it, it went okay. Time passed. I didn't get annoyed mm. that much. I think Ted was better. I'd be interested to see Ted again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically right. it. I, th- I think I'm I'm being generous with the 50, 50 jokes. Mm. I'm probably saying that you know the whole scene of um, fart and shit sounds is one joke. Yeah. Um, w- without the chemistry of Seth MacFarlane and Charlize Theron there, uh-huh. um, and me being invested in in what they do, mm. it, it I wouldn't have been as okay with the jokes that just utterly didn't make me laugh. It wasn't like the jokes that didn't work made me go hmm. It was just stony silence because yeah. they they just they don't work. So so much of this movie doesn't work. Yeah. But the the stuff that I liked was just was enough to carry it. Yeah. And and, and again, it's 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 definitely not gonna be me going forward saying this is a great movie yeah. or this is a <laughs> this is a good movie. But it was compared to the stuff that we usually have to watch. Oh yeah, certainly. It was much funnier. You know, just than just any Adam Sandler fucking much thing. much better. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. By a mile. Um. Yeah. I was, I, there was a moment of like fear that crept in when he did the oral sex like you said that you know getting no reaction off of now when he did the oral sex joke with the guy's shadow you know that was that lasted a while <laughs> and i imagined yeah. it playing out to a quiet theater and just, <laughs> i i cringed i did cringe a little <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the, the, oh i'm gonna give you a tap on the head there to say thank you and it's like oh yeah the, fir- the first 10 minutes i was really worried yeah i was just really panicking uh, <laughs> that that I'd made Nell sit down with this thing that I'd said was better than I remembered and she last time she remembered not liking it <laughs> oh shit uh, and um <laughs> this 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 first 10 minutes I thought mm, yeah what have I done this is is it 
going to be is it all going to be like this but there's 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 more to come in for the record now still doesn't like it oh fair enough <laughs> so, but, yeah, so you know felt relieved it didn't get any better for her but i felt better about how unhappy she was <laughs> <laughs> at least i remembered this fairly correctly that's all i can ask yeah. Um, I think the turning point is the speech about how dangerous it is to it is to be in the West that he gives to Sarah Silverman and Giovanni Ribisi, mm. which feels like the premise of the movie. If this was a Family Guy cutaway gag, they would just cut to him saying that. They would just cut to two yeah. characters saying, "Ah, I haven't felt this bad since uh, my uncle Griffin lived in the Wild West." And then they'd yeah. cut to the Wild West, and there'd be two fucking guys saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go down the mar- market and get bit by a snake, and then die of dysentery." Well, that sounds good. I'm, gonna, you know, they'd do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy would say, "Well, he was gonna go die of," and then you'd cut back forward. That's that's how much energy is being put onto Family Guy writing at the moment. So, yeah, that scene I think felt like the one they'd worked on the most, and that was a bit of a turning point where suddenly it was like, "Okay, I remember them being quite funny." So, yeah some of this stuff so i relaxed a bit but yeah let's um i guess let's get to those things that we liked yeah talk about the jokes we liked let's quick fire quick fire um before we go on to jokes actually joel mcneely's score really is very good Yes. I really like it. It does. I've been watching a lot of westerns recently, mm. a lot of old John Ford and Howard Hawks stuff. Ah, uh, cool. And that music really does evoke the kind of, um, yeah, the spirit of the West. Yeah, you're right. Sort of highfalutin themes and such. I, I really enjoyed it. It transported me. The, um, the old American westerns, because that's a, quite a bold thing. This isn't satirizing like western movies of the, um, you know, of the 70s and 80s, the sort of transgressive, you know, darker Don Siegel, Clint Eastwood. Even Sergio Leone's stuff. It's it's very much satirizing the golden age of Hollywood westerns, and it's yeah, that's not something that a lot of Seth MacFarlane's crowd would be aware of. So no, true. It's you have to admire it for being its own thing in that respect. It definitely lands in the the ballpark of homage for me. It, it, yeah. in, in its own weird way, in its own weird Seth MacFarlane way, he wanted to make a mm. a western, <laughs> and it's not being shitty about that side of things. Um, in the f- first showdown. Mm. He's talking about wanting to settle this like adults, and there's a guy from the sidelines who, who yells something. Oh, somebody shoot some fucker! I took a half day off work for this! Okay, I just want to point out that guy's an English teacher at our school. Yeah, timing, delivery, so many of these is just going to be the excellent comedic timing of Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. That's that was the first, good. The first laugh I got. And it is good when it sort of points out the. The horrors of the time and the sort of social status of the people who are, you know, being yeah. horrible rednecks. That was quite amusing. I yeah. found, I was worried there for a minute you were going to say, someone shoot something was going to be the the, the, the joke you're going for. <laughs> because a Podcast lot of the time, because the problem is they do a lot of that stuff of just sideline guys yelling stuff. Like it happens again at the yeah. fair. Like, you take your hat yeah. off, boy, that's a dollar bill. And yeah. I didn't find much of the yelling funny. I don't know what it is. I feel like they got the wrong guys to do the yelling. Because sometimes yeah, I maybe. like you know, desperate screaming from the sidelines, but yeah. for some reason it hit me the wrong way a lot. My The first gag that got me was, um, I can't remember the full thing, unfortunately. It's the sheep that's on the roof. Okay, that, that's Bridget, all right? She has a problem with retardation, but she's full of love. We're, we're, look, we're getting off track here, all right? That amused yeah. me. I gen- generally liked the naming of his sheep. Um, yeah, there was Jonathan, one... I think. Really. Jonathan, that's it. <laughs> that was yeah. a good one. Um, <laughs> Although, again, male sheep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, don't have to. doesn't have to be true for a laugh. You tell a truth with a lie. 
<laughs> and Seth MacFarlane knows that. It was faithful to the spirit of um, some sheep. <laughs> there was a nice little moment when Amanda Siegfried and Roy tells Seth MacFarlane that he should have fought that guy at the beginning. I think he's mm. eating an apple and he sort of pauses, raises his eyebrows, and then he goes, I should have fought him. And I, I, I don't know why a, sim- a single reaction would <laughs> make me sit back and go, wow. But I guess sometimes it does. Sometimes maybe I wasn't expecting it from this stupid Family Guy movie. Mm. But it was probably, okay. the f- probably the first moment where I realised, oh, Seth MacFarlane has this, has this talent. In the bag. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Has it in, he's in the zone, mate. Safe hands. Unbelievably. Yeah. Look, I'm always happy to see Giovanni Rabisi. Fuck yeah, he was great. I love that guy, and I thought he was very good in this. He had soft eyes and a and a big heart. And yeah, I enjoyed him as a creep in Ted, and I do. Yeah. I enjoyed him as the sort of, um, you know, cuck beta male guy. I don't know. The, the language <laughs> failed me there, and all that came to my head was internet terminology. <laughs> all of it is about this. All of it. Every last bit of it is about this. Yeah, this very thing. Yeah. This very kind-hearted, sensitive man that um, the internet Absolute hates. SJW. Probably <laughs> likes The Last Jedi too. Probably thinks it's good Probably. that there are Koreans in it. <laughs> um, An absolute monster, Giovanni Ribisi, and I loved him. Okay, here we go. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, this is my first vagina. You've never seen one? No, I feel like I should have a piece of cake or something. Yeah, I, I loved him. I thought mm. him and Sarah Silverman were great together. Um, yeah. I loved their what they... The two of them as a couple, um, they they yeah. were just so wonderfully weird uh, together. Yeah, their chemistry was good. I wasn't too fond of how almost all of Sarah Silverman's dialogue was about her gaping asshole, but <laughs> nevertheless, I did like their relationship. Yeah, that was that that was it. Don't think about the things <laughs> she says, Paul. Just think about their lovely faces. Just watch it on mute. You'll be all um, right. When we are first introduced to them, uh, Giovanni Ribisi is sitting there with his little daffodil waiting for her mm. and and there's some talk with the bar the like the patron not patron lois griffin uh, at the bar the madam of oh the christ place. that's lois griffin yeah it's alex borstein okay oh christ <laughs> okay when alex borstein is at the bar and asking him if he's okay with this and there's there's a line from above uh of hers yeah! shoot that dirty cowboy come all over my face and the face is the uh <laughs> the thing that made me laugh just the 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 emphasis there. <laughs> Do you love a good face emphasis? Oh, you love it. It's a great word that. My yeah. fucking face. The great. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, my face. <laughs> yeah. Give me your face. <laughs> works everywhere. It works everywhere in every context, including this one, and I love it. Um. Okay. A uh, good physical comedy. On the guy mm. when uh Sephiroth says those guys are so covered in you know whatever they literally die from their own farts. Guy gets up, doesn't stand all the way up, yeah. breaks wind, and then just falls forward into the table Yes. Um, from a stood position. Very quick. It was the, the speed that got me. It wasn't like fart, pause, fall. It was fart, fall. Yes. Like straight into it as one moment. Not whilst he was farting, but just puff, down. And that was yeah, yeah very good for me. It was a good one-two kind of thing. Yeah, I made a note of this as well, because when you set it up like that, um, we were talking about this in the Simpsons Index with um, Werner Herzog mm. list- listing all of Bart's symptoms. Yes, yes. Bart Simpson's symptoms. <laughs> with this, when it, when it, when you talk about people dying from their own farts, you really have to pack a punch to to match that setup. Yeah. And, it, and the way he falls, it's with a sort of Family Guy swiftness. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think of Peter Griffin falling through a table, and it was almost as quick as an animation. 
Yeah. Um. It was. Yeah. It was good. Very. I found it really satisfying. <laughs> um. I. I really liked the dad. When, uh, yes. When Seth this time McFarlane... I did. Okay. Cool. Um. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane comes in and he looks up and it's just his eyes move. He's got this sodden, sour mm. face. You're late. For what? Fair enough. And he looks back down at his paper. Yeah. Great exchange. Yeah. Really liked it. <laughs> I first time I saw it, I found I thought his fuck off could have been funnier because the the mm. joke is that he keeps just um saying fuck off uh, yeah. really bluntly. But this time I came round to it, I found it a lot funnier mm. uh, than the first time. I enjoyed the bluntness How? with which he would say it. Things change. <laughs> How people's change. Dust in the wind. <laughs> Something in the cradle of the silver spoon. I don't know. Anyway. How people's change. <laughs> Can Saved people's change? <laughs> Do you people's change? Do knows <laughs> the Twilight Zone. Um, I quite liked uh, some guy at the bar tells him to shut up, and he says, "You shut up," and then immediately cut to him flying through the window. Why don't you shut up? You shut up. Yeah. Um, again, good speed. Um, an old yeah. gag, you know, you've seen it before. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the Simpsons, you know, cut to an ambulance kind of gag. It's um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, I enjoyed it. It was good, good timing on it, and that made me laugh. Me too. When they're talking. When they're showing photographs, Seth MacFarlane is showing Giovanni Ribisi and Sarah Silverman photographs of him and Amanda Siegfried and Roy, mm. and the whole thing of yeah, the recurring gag. I, I wish that she'd smiled in one of these photographs so you could see how beautiful she was when she smiled. And Giovanni yeah. Ribisi goes, "Wait, you you smiled in a photograph? No, of course not. Have you? Oh God, no, no. You look like an yeah. insane person." And it's yeah. the way he continues on with, "No, you look like an insane person." Mm. Again, yeah. just just great timing, great delivery. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I thought McFarlane did good drunk horse riding. Yes. When he has to look really belligerently drunk and um, on his horse. When he's sort of listing off of it, it's not great. But when he's very stiffly in it, yes, it was it was good. It was a good impression of like a drunk guy riding a horse. And I enjoyed that. That bit reminded me of Lee Evans physically. <laughs> Especially he, he falls off at the end, tries to get up on the horse, starts dragging him away. It, it ah. really reminded me of. Um, you know when he's fighting himself yeah um, <laughs> in the stand up I really love Lee Evans physically yeah I, I do I love him physically I love you physically <laughs> I do every time I see you that is our mayor he is dead he has been lying there dead for three days no one has done a thing not moved him not looked into his death not even replaced him with a temporary appointee the, the way he yeah. enunciates every single word of that as he's yeah. uh, explaining his point about the west yeah. um, and also I like the escalation of everything he was talking about then taking them outside and the mayor's just been dead for three days and no one yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one cares yeah no one's looked into it yeah yeah that was good um, there's a decent head crush behind the CGI blood in the ice gag. The uh, guy gets crushed by a big block of ice, and behind the big burst of CGI blood, there's a pretty decent-looking head crush. Mm. And then there's a very surprising gag related to that. Um, so surprising only in as much as it's sort of like a magic trick. It makes you look one way and then pulls the yeah. rug out from under you the other way, which is the guy... The, the minister is talking about the brave man who died. Yeah bringing us the ice so that we can all have enjoy a nice beverage yeah and you're kind of amused at that you're amused at the idea that this guy died just in order to bring you know a, a bit of ice yeah to the uh to the town and very quickly McFarlane then comes in with they're still gonna use the ice and you think oh yeah they shouldn't be using the ice like that <laughs> hadn't occurred to me that it's fucked up that they're using the ice <laughs> that just killed that man yeah you know and brained him <laughs> and that was yeah that was good the rapid succession of jokes there yeah cool uh got me in nice. a way that I liked. You gotta, they've got to get you in the way that you like. Yeah. Because jokes. Gotta, are... Oh, it's no good to get me in the way I don't like. No. 
Because well, then people die. People's <laughs> die. People's die. <laughs> Do people's die? Yes, Pe- Twilight Zone. Twilight's Zone. <laughs> Old man when he's holding his gun out to Liam Neeson. Mm. Uh, at Liam Neeson, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give you the gun. Jesus. <laughs> I don't get prepositions or d- direction of guns. Uh, he's holding the gun, at, pointing it at him, and his hands shaking. And it, it, it just looks so sad. And it's oh. a really tragic performance yeah. from this guy who was just so full of life and boisterous a moment ago. Yeah. And oh. helpful to his fellow man. Yeah. Fucking Liam Neeson. to me. Ugh. Twice. Patrick Harris, as I've written it, <laughs> does some great eyebrow stuff and noises. You're a sheep farmer. <laughs> Is business bad? Oh. Oh. Good Lord, Albert, you're such a sheepskate. Oh. Oh. Do your best, ma'am. Uh. I quite enjoyed. No- oh, yeah, his noises. His noises were very good. Nun, sometimes they didn't always yeah. land, but sometimes they did, and I, I enjoyed that. The, the more natural his noises were, the better for me. And okay. I did enjoy him reaching for the second hat after shitting into the first one. <laughs> yes. He takes a, a long time sort of gradually reaching for a second guy's hat only to have his hand batted away and to just do it again. That yeah. that, that was amusing. That, that was great because yeah. the, the time that it takes him to yeah. look from one guy to the next at the hat and then reach <laughs> yeah. really got me. Yeah, and the guy doesn't move um, away. He just yeah. <laughs> bats the hand back. That was good. The noises in particular around the scene when he's first doing the sheep puns mm. he, like, he'll he finish the sentence and go oh yes the withering oh. ones yeah yeah <laughs> oh, really uh. great and particularly the, the sort of the look he has in his face once he drops the first sheep pun <laughs> was particularly good it just shows you he was having a lot of fun a lot of fun nothing really mattered fuck everything we're all gonna <laughs> die let's have some fun on the set of a million ways to die in the west they managed to be brought to those um, Harold and Kumar movies I think oh okay I'll take your word for it it's not Harold and Kumar is it Yes. Yes. Okay. Cheech and Kuma. Cheech and Kuma. Cheech and Kuma. Chong Chongma. <laughs> Kuma. <laughs> Kuma and Tarquin. <laughs> that was it. Um, the British remake. Yeah. <laughs> they love tea. They bloody love tea. <laughs> Go to Whitechapel. <laughs> See the changing of the guards. <laughs> Marvelous. Um, Would you like more marijuana? <laughs> Come on, let's go smash up a restaurant to pay for the damages <laughs> because we can. Yes. All right. <laughs> then we will become prime ministers, all of us. <laughs> Fuck UK. Are you finished with that pig? All right, what's your next one? <laughs> um, one more thing about Neil Patrick Harris. I really liked his... I can give her a lavish home, warm blankets, wrapped candies. Can you say the same, Albert? Can you give Louise wrapped candies? And the, yeah. the, the just constant going back to it. Yeah. A, a phrase that <laughs> clearly <laughs> realised he could say amusingly. Yeah. He should do it four times. <laughs> I did like the hats coming off for the dollar, but then that guy hanging a lampshade on it, just, um, mm. you know, it's amusing yeah. that all the cowboys would instinctively, without thinking about it, take their hats off. I didn't need it explained yeah. why they had taken their hats off, you know. I'm watching the movie. I don't need it explained. Yeah. Oh, thank you, film. Thank you. <laughs> it reminded me of um, the bit in Blazing Saddles. when they go, You'll do it for Randolph Scott, and they will take their hats off, and there's that sort of heavenly... Randolph Scott. <laughs> you take your hat off, boy. That's Randolph Scott they're talking about. You see, it's just... Uh, damn it, Mel Brooks. Damn you. You hack. You absolute hack. <laughs> you should be ashamed. <laughs> so when Seth MacFarlane is in his in his house, he's not really coming out all that much, and Giovanni Rubisi is trying to get him out. Um, he says, oh, he just wants to spend some time with his dad. Mm. And his dad farts and immediately goes, ow, which in itself kind of made me titter, mm. um, just how blunt it was. And then there's a, there's a response 
there's a back and forth. He mm. says something like, oh, you've got the fart stabs again, Dad. And his dad has some cantankerous response. Yeah. And Seth MacFarlane whips back to camera and goes, oh, I love him so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was very good family guy, um, I think. But the mm. joy, the pure saccharine on his face <laughs> was, was really wonderful. Yes, I do remember that. He was a joyous, mm. joyous man. You can't say that about him. So much money. Oh, so much money. Two instances of him getting hit in the fucking head that I enjoyed. Um, nice. First one, Sh- uh, Charlize Theron throws a canteen at him. And a good, it's a good... Throws. Throws. <laughs> she throws, throws the canteen at his head. And <laughs> she throws it off camera. And then we cut to him on his horse, sort of looking forward with a gormless look as it flies into his face <laughs> and takes him out. That was good. Yeah. And then later on, and just before the Indian scene, you know, I wonder how I start a fire. And then the rock hits him, fair enough, yeah. but then his pratfall was really good. After oh, the rock good. hits him, he does a good sort of um, fall to the ground that I enjoyed. Nice. Hey, what's going to be the, the best thing? Oh, I don't think there is one. We'll just... Um... Uh, okay, I have one. Uh, unless we had the saloon fight, because that had some very good uh, stunt work and bone breaking in it. Yeah, some good stuff. I, I have one that I think is sort of funny to okay. save to last. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, so the saloon fight I thought was <laughs> excellent. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For one thing, there was some really great stunt work, people getting oh, thrown yeah. down stairs and on, into tables and oh, yeah. uh, all that. But there were some really gross bone-breaking oh, yeah. effects. There's, yes, there's there like someone stamps on an ankle and it yeah. snaps at a right a nine, uh, 90-degree angle. Yeah. And the, the lady smashes another lady's face into a post and, and mm. it kind of crunches and smushes a bit and then oh, slams yeah. her straight through a table. <laughs> it's it's like that um, opening fight in Gangs of New York. It's it's really bloody. What a great amount of care went into that scene. I loved it. Mm, good stuff. I liked Seth MacFarlane getting paranoid about the the prairie dog, and um, specifically his line. He knows he knows what this is. Yeah, like what this is. You know this. Yeah, this situation that's here. Yeah. You know you can tell what it is. I enjoyed that. And I really loved the laughter of Charlize Theron when that's happening. Yeah, it's she's so genuine. She loves it. Love it all. So good. Oh, um. <laughs> actually, when when she proffers the, I haven't used that word in a while. That's a good word. When she <laughs> proffers the the hash cookie, mm. and he takes the tiniest bite, and you know she's laughing, and mm. it all again feels very genuine, and mm. I, I just really love being there. And then she she points at a, a new corner of the cookie that he can bite. Just take that little bit right there. Well, now you've touched it. <laughs> take the other side. Yeah. And that line, and then again, Charlize Theron's laugh, mm. just felt so real. that It was one of those moments, like the, the ukulele scene in Blue Valentine, where I just <laughs> felt so full of like, human warmth. It, it, was, it was genuinely wonderful. You heard it here first. As good as Blue Valentine. <laughs> so check it out. Most devastating romantic <laughs> drama of the last 10 years. It's a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> Stand by that. Look, I'm never that happy to see Bill Mayer, but yeah, um, I did enjoy his line when he turns to... He, he welcomes some guy onto the stage and he leans into him and just says, shit crowd, yeah. and then walks off. I enjoyed how unnecessarily uh, mean-spirited that was, which is entirely <laughs> in character for what I expect of Bill Mayer. Yeah. Um, I represent like, all of the left. Do with that? Oh. oh, yay, I'm so glad. Please speak for us. Um. Yeah, I just liked shit crowd. It was. Yeah. It was a really. There's nothing you can do with that information. It's just like a. It's what an asshole comedian would say, and I enjoyed. Yeah. That. The the fucking 
I think there's the, the shooting game they play at the fair is called Runaway Slave. And oh yeah, yeah. First, it's it's a good delivery, and then just escalation into Jesus Christ. I can't believe. Mm. I can't believe that's there. It's you don't see mm. the sign until Seth and Fallon stops and goes, "Oh wow, that seems unnecessary," and then it, it yeah. cuts to just just a, a really fucking awful caricature of a of a black guy. Yeah, and just the the two things together were just a a moment of of humor and then disbelief, which definitely deserves <laughs> credit for pushing bad taste, satirizing racist attitudes, just sort of casual raci- racist at- racist. Yeah. And racist attitudes racist. from the old west, rather than um, Ras- something that all black guys like. Rascally racists, <laughs> rastapedic. <laughs> okay, I quite enjoyed uh, one of Liam Neeson's lines, mm. which was uh, she. Uh, he says, uh, "Who was it that you you know kissed?" And she says, um, "It was Mark Twain." To which he replies, "What? That's it." <laughs> yeah, and it was. <laughs> like, I can't imagine they wrote that line, so I'm guessing <laughs> that Neeson came out with it, and I yeah, yeah that that, that amused me. I, I I did actually like that. I also hope that that was Liam Neeson's ass um, on, on show. <laughs> oh, it definitely was. Did you see how nothing it was? That was a proper white Irish man's ass. <laughs> but I should say UK. All men in the UK yeah. have an ass like that. Yeah, even even like a kid. Yeah, <laughs> a bigger kid. Um, <laughs> and I, and I liked that there was on on the wide shot of her looking for a, or walking away or looking for the flower. You could just see mm. the two pale crescents poking out of his trousers <laughs> on the horizon. Lily white. Yeah. God. <laughs> Alabaster butt. Alabaster. Oh god. Um, <laughs> that's that's the shade I'm getting my um fucking lounge painted in. <laughs> Liam Neeson's <Alabaster>. ass. <laughs> when Seth MacFarlane is is they're bragging about all the great sex that him mm. and Charlie Theron are having when they meet mm. Amanda Siegfried and Roy and Neil Patrick Harris and Roy, and he he gets too far you know carried away with the vagina the idea line and yeah and he's saying I I, yeah. I live there now um. So if you're going to write me a letter, you're going to have to address it to her vagina. And Char- there's a pause and Charlize Theron just goes, yeah. <laughs> Which was That's very good. good. That was a good pause. One good thing that did come out of the um, Indian oh. encounter is um, I enjoyed West Studi's line. Well, it's, it's, he says it in a, um, in a language to which it is translated. I always wondered how much of that language was authentic because obviously he says Mila Kunis at one stage. Yeah. So I don't know how much the language was made up, but mm. I enjoyed the subtitle. How is it that you, an asshole, can speak our language? <laughs> yeah, that felt like a Paul Salt line. I like that, but I, I didn't like then the continue. I'm I'm a smart asshole, and it's like no, throw it, just throw it away. Don't yeah. make further reference to it. Just get get it out there and get rid of it. Burn it. Mm. Kill the past. <laughs> Kill the past. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm the SJW. No. No. Darth Vader. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. afraid you're a libtard now. <laughs> no! <laughs> Start by killing the cucks. <laughs> they do oh, deserve God. it. I'm out. I, the extended montage, I mm. liked I liked it in general. Um, mm. There's just some nice moments between the two of them, but just the progress at the end yeah. wasn't that he was getting one more bottle every time they went back to it, but the end of the montage, he managed to hit one more bottle than he did at the beginning of the montage. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was nice. Yeah. When Charlie Theron turns up to the dance and she's very, very nicely dressed, um, she says oh, yeah. some, something about people, like what people think, and Seth MacFarlane goes, Who, ca- who cares what... These are all fuckers. But you, you, you look fantastic. And then he just moves on to the next line. But the way he mm. sort of mumbles out, they're all fuckers. Um, mm. I found really charming. Okay. Um, there is 
a sex scene of sorts between Neil Patrick Harris and Amanda Siegfried and Roy in their tiger, mm. where she effectively sucks on his mustache as he sort of says reassuring things to himself about himself, about being a man of good standing and a successful mm. business and people respect him. But the mustache sucking itself is more disgusting than anything in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> um, I have a real Love thing. That. I don't think it's come up in the podcast before, and I'm sure you're going to cut it because it's too bloody taboo. But I have a real a long. issue. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> if only we'd have brainstormed it. I have a real thing about, oh, just thinking about it, the sound of somebody sucking on a dry toothbrush. Ooh. Or like sucking on a toothbrush to to dry it at the end of brushing their teeth. Oh, that, yeah, that is upsetting as an idea. Oh. So yeah, the, but there's a similar sound of the mustache sucking. Love it, and it was foul. Okay, two down. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna surprise, if you're gonna surprise me with that in the edit pool, then we're no longer friends. But <laughs> no, nope, I'm not gonna go find Touché. that, my friend. I promise. Thanks. Oh. Okay. Um. The the silence of dawn in the sh- the showdown between Neil Patrick Harris and Seth MacFarlane. That's the subtitle yeah. to my action movie. I fucking hate that bitch. She should she should stay silent. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's silent as he's waiting in, the, in the, on this street where they have the showdowns, and suddenly Neil Patrick Harris staggers into view, having been awake all night shitting himself. Great juxtaposition. Really enjoyed it. Um, after the after he escapes on his horse from Liam Neeson, he's he's complimenting his horse and going, "That was amazing, buddy." When we get out of this, I'm gonna get you some horse, horse. Sound good? Get you whatever you want. Even get you a cow if you want one of those. Want to fuck a cow? Seem like a pretty sexually adventurous guy. <laughs> that whole monologue to his horse was great. Okay. I like the idea that the hallucination, the vision. I, I like the idea that the vision that he has with the Native Americans always mm. ends with a condor that you have to kick in the balls to survive. Mm. Um, it's just the idea, the idea that it's universal yeah. rather than a personal thing. The idea, fair um, enough. I found the execution overproduced. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was garbage. But <laughs> the 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 punchline was you have everyone has the same vision. Yeah, that was good. I like the line of Sarah Silverman's "Let's go in the shade and fuck" <laughs> uh, at the end of the the film. The delivery of it was great, mm. and then the, the victory speech and the way it's cut off. His clever plan is like you see, I was yeah. the, the 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 poison of a snake. When loaded into a bullet, it doesn't matter where it shoots you. So, uh, Albert, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, did he, did he hear all the clever stuff I said? No. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's still good though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Okay, I yeah. really enjoyed the suddenness and awfulness of Gilbert Godfrey's appearance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Please welcome our graduation speaker, President Abraham Lincoln. You schmucks! Four score and seven years ago, I was broke, just like you. But now I'm the president, and I'm so fucking rich, I can have all the licorice I want. I don't think that's the real President Lincoln. They knew what it was. They knew that he's a blunt fucking instrument that you use to club the audience over the head. And yeah, yeah, at the point when he appears of just, ladies and gentlemen, Abraham Lincoln, and you see a very young and hopeful-looking um, little boy, um, yeah. Seth MacFarlane, in the crowd, try to get a peek of him before he comes out. And this fucking guy comes out and just immediately starts <laughs> screeching at you. Yeah. Four score! And, and it's just the worst <laughs> thing you've ever fucking heard. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what he says. I can't even remember what gags he says. It's just the, no. the, the presence of Gilbert yeah. Gottfried is so off-putting. That it, yeah. it works really well in that moment. And then, yeah, I, I do like the little line 
after a beat of just, oh, I think that's the real Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. That got the biggest laugh from me. Um, yeah. That was good. After a very good scene. Um, and I, I said to Nell, that's not his his real voice. And for a second, I thought, Nell's going to dump me for saying <laughs> the stupidest fucking thing. Like, of course, that's not his real fucking voice. How insane would that be if he went through life to his wife and kids with that voice? But then, but then, but then she went, oh, really? And I realised that everybody buys into Gilbert Gottfried so much. <laughs> the greatest but trick that Gilbert re- Gottfried ever pulled was convincing the world that that was actually him. What a bunch of suckers it's we are. It's the prestige. He lives the stage life. <laughs> oh, Christ. At the yeah. end of his life, he's just there delivering that dialogue. It was the look upon their faces. <laughs> the look upon their fucking face. Oh, God, was it his real voice? <laughs> God. I'm so confused, Christopher Nolan. I'm so Nolan. confused, Dad. And that, that was the quick firing <laughs> about how to die in the West, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Paul, did the OGT say anything? OGT did actually get in, get in touch. Oh, good. In fact, it was... It was both sides of the the Simpsons index coin, <laughs> uh, so we'll go we'll go through those. It's such a moral dichotomy, those two. They 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 really are yin and yang, <laughs> wet and dry, um, horny and extra horny. Yeah, which are the two opposite moods? Yeah, for men anyway. Am I right, guys? Elliot J O'Neill says this is a solid drinking game movie. <laughs> Rules are simple: take a sip when someone dies, someone drinks, someone says the word mustache, and finish a drink when Ralph Garman has a line of dialogue. <laughs> He was one of the the, the sideline bite the, the shouters. Oh, love um, it. and he did shout sometimes I during a movie. I experienced his shouting. Good, and you're you're a different man now. You shake <laughs> when you shit. <laughs> I shit like when I shake as well. In the cold. Dreadful. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> did we have to meet on this roller coaster in this fun house <laughs> with all these children around? <laughs> Shaking me. <laughs> and and finally, BT Calloway says, having a prepared fake fight during the bar crawl, bar brawl is a genuinely brilliant joke. Mm. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane and Giovanni Ribisi have this fake fight that they do when the oh, bar yeah. brawl breaks out and the bar brawl breaks about. And bra, bra, bra. Um, when a bar brawl bout breaks about. Oh man, let's workshop this a bit more. Yeah, please. <laughs> We're already 10 minutes over runtime. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I liked that very much. It was mm. maybe a bit overextended, but... um, Yeah. But... That's a cute gag. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, I'm Paul Goodman. Bye, everyone. <laughs> How can people find out about us quickly? Oh. Thanks, OG team. One better thing. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's funny. Uh, uh, Paul? Uh, hit and miss for me. You what? I'm, uh, I wasn't that impressed by the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I th- oh, I, my I, God. I, I, I really liked who. Right, fuck the runtime. We're getting things. into this. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I thought all six stories were really great. It slowly changes its view on death as it goes. They're all a very thorough deconstruction, initially comedically and then progressively tragically mm. until it comes out the other end into melodrama. Um, deconstruction of life in the West. And that's why I like that. Cool. That's what makes our podcast so great. The fact that we that have, is that chemistry have a simmering, that just can't fucking simmering sound. hate for each other based on one or two disagreements. Um, and, and you can hear more of that on Facebook and Twitter at OGT Pod, where we don't have interactions because we both run this, the same account. But <laughs> through that Twitter handle, you can get click on the link for this podcast, uh, which you stumbled by uh, completely by accident today. But next time. You click on the link, and it's going to be right here. The same thing. The same sort of simmering discontent. 
and if you like that, and I know you do, because I know we do, then you might want to give us a dollar a month for some exclusive Patreon content. But this week, we've just released uh, the uncut sneak peek preview of um, Halloween 2021, Episode 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. 2, Part 1, everything. Fuck, yeah. Um, I'm in Rotocast. I'm French. Oh my god, what's going to happen next? Hilarious. Screen mayhem, all that stuff. Fuck yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. Uh, I'm Paul Bye. Bye. <laughs> Remember, the one good thing about a million ways to die in the West is uh, Charlize Theron. She's great. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I said her name right. At least once. At least once, but I'm not telling you where. Look it up. Look it up.